Brotaku, Men of Culture, Games Weekly, Episode 5, recorded November 18th. It's about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I am your host, Aaron, joined as always by my co-host, Jordan. What's up, Jordan? I'm doing pretty good. All right, and we have our first special guest, the Talon himself, Seth. What's up, Seth? Oh, you know, just playing the Pokemon. Oh, yeah, and that is exactly why you're here. And conveniently, other big news have broken this week that I'm glad you're here for. Woohoo! <laughs> We'll get into that. All according to plan. We, we'll try to we'll try to nix since we have a big show our general off-topic complaints because I probably shouldn't be complaining about my complaints on a podcast that my coworkers could listen to anyway. <laughs> anyway, we've got a big show for you this week. Like Seth Tees, we'll be talking a lot about Pokemon Sword and Shield, the games we've been playing. But first, this week. We're going to start with the news. We have six news items to talk about today. As always, we'll start with Sony. Number one, the PlayStation 5 controller, or DualShock 5, seems to have been revealed via a patent that was discovered by Video Games Chronicle and reported by Andy Robinson. The patent shows a controller that is very similar to the current DualShock 4. A picture of the patented design can be found online and shows that the only major changes to the controller are the removal of the light bar, a chunkier grip area, slightly larger trigger buttons, likely to support the haptic feedback Sony has already publicly announced, and the inclusion of a USB-C port. This is fantastic news for people like me who think that the PS4 controller is the best video game controller out there, keeping in mind I haven't used the much-loved Xbox Pro controller. I know that's a complaint that people had was that light bar just sucked the life out of the... um uh, the controller as it already was, and, and I, I had that complaint too. Yeah, and I don't know if it's official or not, but I have read somewhere that Sony is definitely aware of how, because it, it was only like eight hours on a full charge, and that's when you first get it. I mean, batteries degrade over time, so definitely a larger battery life would be great. What kind of interests me about it, and one thing we didn't know at the time when we first got the light bar, was that the light bar helped the PlayStation VR. Like, that's how it reads yeah. movements, so... It'll be interesting, because there are some games that are just better to play with a controller as opposed to those two little sticks and balls <laughs> over there. So it'll be interesting to know if they're going to do like a new controller or if they found a way to support it, because they did say the PS5 will support the PSVR. So that would be my only issue with it, but a larger battery life, I think for the majority of gamers, it's the way to go. Yeah. I don't have a PS4. I've never been a huge fan of the controller, honestly. No? I don't like how the thumbsticks that I just prefer the Xbox. You, you like the offset sticks? Mm -hmm. I, I really do like the um, Switch Pro controller, too. I think that's a good controller. Well, my favorite is the GameCube controller with the little with the little yellow nipple that you can you can flick to do that's the Smash That's just supposed to be playing an insane amount of Smash. No, I just in general. I mean, it just yeah, clicking left and right just felt so good. Would you prefer it though? Like, what's for more modern gaming? Would the like if there was a version? I'm pretty sure they sell versions like this where it was just like a second stick down there instead of the C stick, so you could like actually. It. I've had the. Our our friend Nathan actually has one of those that that's like more featured as like a Nintendo GameCube controller, but it's it's like the Pro controller for the Switch, and that that C stick is just it has the same function as the C stick, but it's it's made as an, another stick. Right, and that works just fine. Because like I agree with you, because I have the the Switch wireless one right yeah. here, and it adds the second shoulder button, which is nice. But then uh -huh. like, you still got the C stick, and like outside of Smash, 
I don't want that. Like, <laughs> come on, you know? I, it's, I barely even use it in Smash, honestly. Yeah, it's that little flick thing from Bop It. It's that part. <laughs> it, it, it gives me the same endorphins, but at the same time. I understand why. I think the, the bigger deal would be I like heavy controllers, and the GameCube controller is like my level of heft without having batteries in it. See what's so funny is I'm so used to a wave bird that like when I try to use something like this or a normal GameCube controller to your heft point, I'm just like, yeah, this is a little too light. Exactly. But it is a good feeling controller, I'll give you that. But I don't know if I'd put it as my favorite. Functionality wise, <laughs> no. I'd I had to get the points to nostalgia and feel above all else. And Smash Brothers. And Smash Brothers. That's part that's Amazing. both of them actually. The, nostalgia and functionality. The game that is single handedly keeping that controller around. Yes, exactly. Which is no yes. different than like a fight stick, so it's not that big of a deal. And the Nintendo sixty four controller, keep that away from me. Oh, it's I awful. never want to see it. <laughs> it's the only thing that it's good for is wrapping up the, the cord at the end is there's so did many different ways to do it. I did the X. That's yes. how I did it too. I always <laughs> love the picture of like how it's meant to be, and it's somebody holding it on the sides, and then the third hand coming up to the middle. <laughs> yeah. Actually, though, it was it was designed because Nintendo wasn't sure about the analog stick, so they threw the the uh, directional pads on the side. So if nobody liked that, they could just make games holding it like normal. Ah. All right. Moving on. Number two, a big chunk of news. Our Microsoft news. So the fan. Event Xbox XO 2019 happened this past weekend, and Thursday's press sti- press conference style event was a big one, acting as a send off to everything that the Xbox One has left to offer before Scarlet comes into play next year. I've gotten my roundup of information from IGN's Jonathan Dornbush. Kicking off the show was Rare, who announced their new game Everwild. While almost nothing was shown, it, there was like a small trailer. It looks very Similar to Sea of Thieves and like the art style, like where they started with it, but I have no idea. Like watching the trailer, I'm like, I have no idea what this game's about, and they didn't say anything about it. But they did confirm that it's being made with a second team within Rare, so Rare is now a two-team studio. Uh, Obsidian's next game, Grounded, was announced. The game can best be described as a multiplayer survival game combined with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The trailer shows off shrunken down versions of people navigating a backyard and fighting bugs. Again, very, and with a lot of Xbox first-party studio games, I've noticed a very cartoony feel. Like, it kind of did, again, it gave me more of Sea of Thieves vibes with just the graphical direction. But um, that's supposed to come out on Xbox One and PC sometime next year. And if you want to talk more about anything, interject. But Yes, uh, I think I think we're missing games like like Hello Neighbor and things like that. Those, those sort of, like, super cartoonized kind of video games that, that have their own niche that have... You know, everything's either, like, rated M or, like, heavy, heavy, bolded T. You know, we need those games that, you know, have different, you know, lighter themes. And what I, I like about, what I like about it, especially coming from a AAA publisher like Microsoft, is a lot of times those kind of games are more like your indie developers that are trying yeah. to get into the 3D space. So it'll be interesting to see what these game, what games like this can do going forward with big money behind it. Because, like... Sea of Thieves, for everything I've read, is actually in a pretty good state. So, like, it had a rocky launch with not much to do, but it's an art direction that holds up. And yeah. I think that's the, I think that's a big thing, especially with them going forward with full backwards compatibility forever. Is that games that'll hold up will age better. I mean, of course, that's never mind. Moving on, <laughs> Microsoft Studios, um, Ninja Theory of Hellblade fame showed off more of their upcoming game, Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge looks to be Microsoft's foray into the hero shooter craze. The game will come to Xbox One on March 24th, 2020. 
but you can play the game in closed beta on February 14th, 2020, if you pre-order the game. The Age of Empires series had a strong showing, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition was launched, and Age of Empires 4 had a trailer shown off. From there, Don't Nod, developers of Life is Strange, announced their new episodic game, Tell Me Why, which follows the story of, quote, the first transgendered protagonist in games, end quote. I mean, that could be very interesting. I like games that put me in the point of view that as a straight white American male with plenty of privilege, I like, like I, I enjoy the opportunity to just have a glimpse into like the struggles that people go through on a daily basis. I know it could never truly cap, like capture that, but... Yeah, and of course, a lot of it will be like, it's a game, so it has to be exciting. So it's kind of like when people are doing like autobiographies and they got to like, spice things up a bit and like no that didn't really happen but whatever it's a movie um in the same vein I, i'm the same i'm in the same boat as you as well because as someone who likes to do his own writing uh i constantly find myself not being able to put the, myself in the shoes of other people in these situations kind of like well how do you write a gay romance and do you, do you want to put it on the spotlight or do you want it to happen naturally so that's those are the questions i'll be asking myself when i look at games like this Right on. Moving on from there, Rare's Sea of Thieves team showed off their upcoming November content update titled Sea of Thieves, The Seabound Soul, which comes with the first additional story content added to the game since earlier this year's anniversary update. And this is really what got the game going again. They finally, they added procedurally generated story content. So like, it's telling you a story, but what you have to do can change every time you do it. Oh. So if you go back and play with a friend, you're still getting a somewhat different experience. Even It's like, I, I guess it would be like coloring a picture. Like, they, they give you the picture. Like, you're going to get to the same end, but you can shade it differently. Or they'll force oh, you to shade it yeah, differently. Yeah, I see almost. how it is. I, I always like, those kind of games add longevity without having to add length to it as well. Just because of the... The meaty content you have instead of how much it is. Yeah, it's yeah. all about replayability on those games. Mm-hmm. And that game does have it. It does. You, it, you're no. there for like your friends and stuff, right? Well, that's he just. That's actually a thing he said. That's actually almost a problem with those kind of games. For me, it's like you have to have a friend to play that game. Yeah. I would never go play a game by myself. Yeah, and ever. like I said, I heard it's in a better spot now. But especially when it came out, like the game was literally like sail to this island, dig up a chest, bring it back. Sail to an island, mm-hmm. catch a chicken, bring it back. And, like, the sailing was a lot of fun, and, like, when you got into, like, skirmishes on the sea with other players, it was fun, but if you were just sitting there by yourself, A, you were getting rolled by teens, and B, like, yeah, I mean, you can only sail around, like, as much fun as sailing around was, like, you need somebody to talk to during it. I think that's going to be my my 2020 prediction for that that whole year. I think people are finally going to capitalize that we want pirate games. Because we love pirate games. If you do them well, even if you do a bad job at them, they're still pretty fun for what they are. So just, I, I need more. I need Black Flag. I need I, I need a Pirates I, Online. I was about I to mention that game because that game did very well from what I hear. I it, haven't played it. but It's a, it's an itch that's never been scratched pro- properly. Or if it did get scratched properly, it came back and it wasn't touched on again. I think right. it's about to come out on Switch in December, so oh. possibilities for oh, it. Wait, for C- what, Black Flag or Sea Thieves? Black Flag. Oh, okay. Oh, I could pick that up on my new Switch. Yeah, Black nice. Flag and I believe the one that the one that came out right after that, I forgot exactly what it was called, but it came out, it was like, it was a sequel to Black Flag, but Black Flag came out right when the PS4 and Xbox One launched, and it was a PS3 and Xbox 360 game, so everybody was like, I don't want to play that. <laughs> uh 
Some of the most exciting news for me personally, Master Chief makes his long-awaited return to the PC when Halo the Master Chief Collection starts rolling out to PC on December 3rd with Halo Reach. The games will be available through the Microsoft Store, Games Pass, and Steam. Games can be purchased separately or as part of the Master Chief Collection, but the games will roll out slowly. They're not just dropping them all on PC at once. Reach will also be available on the Xbox One version of Master Chief Collection, which already has the other games the same day. Okay. It's called the Master Chief Collection. Why is Halo Reach, which doesn't have Master Chief in it, <laughs> being the first one they release on PC? Canonically. They, they said they are going. They wanted to start with the beginning of the story and yeah. release it in story. I guess. Chronological order. That's still stupid because it's Master Chief Collection. Well, it has Master Chief in it, technically. No. At the end. Oh, boy. <laughs> At the end, they got uh, you on the technicality. Oh boy. I guess. I mean, it's his prequel without him actually being in the game. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I we we talked about this last time when we first were discussing it, Aaron. That like, why would you start with Reach? Like yeah, everyone was, was waiting for one. Just give us Halo One. It is interesting. I, I think it just boils down to. I mean, they're still thinking about the Xbox, and Xbox has everything else. So if they were putting all the work into getting. The one game the Xbox doesn't have ready, that's where they just start on the PC. I'm, I'm just happy that it's finally coming to the PC, because I played, back in the day, I played Halo on the PC. I did not play it on an Xbox, and it just, it, shooters are meant for mouse and keyboard most, 99% of the time. I'm it sure is. there's an exception out there, but like, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a console-exclusive shooter that wouldn't play better with a mouse and keyboard. Well, here's here's my combat to that point, is that if you have something that has split-screen and couch co-op, I think it's meant to play on on dual sticks. But even at that point on PC, like a lot of times PC games support that nowadays anyway. Well, so yeah, it runs... one person could play the mouse and keyboard like they want, and the other person could just throw in the game pad. No one does that. People want to sit on their couches... And play and and screen peek at each other while they kill them and and blatantly deny it. You could, as true. long as, and I don't, <laughs> true. And I actually don't know if the PC version supports split screen, but again, you could do that. You could just plug in <laughs> controllers if that's what you both really wanted. I mean, we don't we don't all have setups like you, Aaron, where you have your PC down here and it's amazing. Well, you know, I don't want it like this. Honestly, this is because <laughs> of space for me. Like, I realistically, I was at Mike's the other day. Like a couple weeks ago, and I was hanging out with Derek and Matt upstairs for a little bit, and I'm like, I, I miss the just like getting hunched over your screen and just being yeah. Right when in you it. were over my house, uh, like, like a couple months ago, and you were just behind me, we could just turn over. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but the biggest news for me personally is Xbox just keeps hammering home Game Pass, and it had a jaw-dropping amount of content being added through the rest of the year into next year. Some highlights include Rage 2 and The Witcher 3 for Xbox Game Pass, all numbered non-MMO Final Fantasy games starting at 7 for Xbox and PC Game Pass, and the continued promise of support for all first-party Xbox games launching day and date with the service. For a full list, you can watch the sizzle reel they put together, and it was, it's just impressive. Like, every, like they are clearly, this is... They want this to be their business going forward. Sure, they're not going to deny you spending $60 on a game, but I think they would rather have like 15 people paying 10 bucks a month than spending $60 once on a game. It's a great service. I used it when I first got my Xbox, and I played through uh, the first Tomb Raider game, which I hadn't had a chance to do even though I own it on PC. I just had a lot of issues. That game had a lot of issues on PC, and that game's great. Yeah, 
And there is a dollar deal right now going on for the first three months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. That gives you Xbox Games Pass for console and PC. And I found out it includes the Xbox Live subscription. Yep. So for $3 a month right now, or for $3 for three months right now, you could be playing basically all Xbox first party games at this point. And like hundreds of other games, it's it's if you are if you haven't, and again, I sound like a broken record on this podcast, I realize, but it is such a great value. Like you should be checking it out, especially for first starting. Like obviously, right now we're all gamers and we grew up gamers and stuff like that. But if you're if you're first being introduced into the gamer world or whatever like that, and you want to start off with some of the older content, then I think this is the best way to do it. If you, and if you bang for your buck. Yeah, if you're a gamer on a budget and like you just got an Xbox or a PC, like you wouldn't you wouldn't have to buy a game like ever at the rate they add games to it, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from there, Project X Cloud, Microsoft's streaming initiative, moved forward, saying that over 50 games will be available for the soft launch this year. Looking into next year, they hope they add the ability to stream all games you currently own, and tease that their long-term plans include the ability to stream Game Pass games to the device of your choice. Interestingly enough, Microsoft announced that Sony's DualShock 4 will also work with the service, perhaps (laughs) showing some dividends of their earlier agreement to work together on streaming tech. Kind of neat. Yeah, it's good. I mean, especially, like... It's a good sign. I was about to say, if we can figure out, like, data issues and all that, like, I I, I like this. I like the idea of streaming as an additive to gaming. Like, I don't think it'll ever... At least not in our lifetime, it won't replace, like, an actual box. But, like, just as, like, you know, if I could just out and about like flip my phone out with a controller and play a little bit here and there while waiting at the doctor's office or something you know that could be fun uh and finally just to round up some other games that were talked about at the show microsoft flight simulator yeah excuse me microsoft flight simulator showed off new planes yakuza games are headed to xbox minecraft dungeons will be launching on in april 2020 all Kingdom Hearts games will be coming to Xbox, finally allowing players to experience the whole story. You know, because they had three. What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So when you say all games... 1.5 and 2.5. Okay, so it's... bundles everything. There's, I think, the DS one, 358 over 2 or whatever. Whatever number it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's the cutscenes from it, redone in HD. That's not the actual game. Um, And finally, they ended the show showing off Wasteland 3, which is set to launch May 19th, 2020. There were, believe it or not, after all this, more announcements, but these were the ones that were highlighted on the IGN article um, and that I considered bigger ones. As you can see, it was a huge show, so check that IGN article out for everything. Uh, great show. Like, I was actually surprised because last year was kind of, we talked about it briefly last week. Yeah. Last year was kind of bleh. Like, last year the big announcement was the fact that Master Chief Collection was coming to PC. And here we are a year later, finally getting... It's about time. Like... With that great Master Chief at the end. (laughs) They needed their stuff like, uh... Salt. (laughs) Why even include it? Like, why? Like, even if, like... For X, like the Xbox people, it's still not. Per- uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm ranting now. It's just it's no, dumb. You're showing it's the dumb. the concerns of the common man that played Xbox. That's like, we remember Reach. I don't. It, I, we choose that at the end in consideration of one, two, and three. Yeah, you, you played the story and then you went back to play Halo 3's multiplayer. People are still playing Halo 3 multiplayer to this day. And the servers are not down. Well, that's Wait, part of the beauty, down, right? It's Master Chief Collection. It's, it's part, going yeah, through Master, Master Chief, Chief Collection. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's part of the beauty of it. Wait, will it be... Oh, 
It would there, will all the servers be like connected? No, no. I think there is crossplay. You'll probably be able to opt out of playing against mouse and keyboard. <laughs> you'll get dumpsters. <laughs> you will get dumpstered. All right, moving on. Number three is EA overhauling Anthem. According to an IGN article by Matt Kim, they may be doing just that with help from the entire company. Originally reported by Kotaku, they have heard that inside the company, the rework of the game is internally known as Anthem 2.0. Sources have leaked that Anthem 2.0 will be a complete reworking of the game systems, including quests, loot, and social systems. One change includes not having to go back to the hub town every time you're done with the quest and want to get a new one. That, like, I never played Anthem because I saw that was going to be a steaming pile of duty from a mile away. But, like, my goodness, that's bad. Uh, While the rumor of the rework to the game hasn't been officially announced, it seems EA hasn't given up on a game that at launch seemed like it was dead. Uh, it will be interesting to see if they can pull off a Taken King-style expansion just like Bungie did for Destiny back in the day. I think the big difference with that is Destiny actually was a decent game at its core. Like, the shooting mm-hmm. was good. Like, it just had some other issues. <laughs> yeah, that game was a fairly dead-on arrival. Like, did you play I, it at all? I didn't, but I had friends that played it for, like, three days. Anthem? And they were done with it. I, I think the biggest thing that can be said is, like, the worst thing they did to Anthem during the launch is there was a bug where it was giving too much loot, and people were, like, mad when they fixed that bug. It's like, you're taking away, like, the one decent thing in this game right now, which was just speeding up the loot process so you could be done playing it. Borderlands <laughs> 3 did a similar thing, actually, on its release. There was a bug that was increasing loot, and they rolled it back a little bit more. You still get a ton of loot, but it's just not as much. Right. And, of course, people complained. Well, and especially games like that, that, like, although they are multiplayer, like, typically you're choosing the people you get to play with. I don't really see the harm in yeah, it. No. Especially when all the guns are crazy anyway. Yeah, well, like, Borderlands sense. Yeah. Well, people love buggy crap. Can we talk about that? Like, Look at Skyrim. Look at... It's, it's, it's bug the game. Look, look at Super Smash Brothers Melee. All the Look at Melee. That game is broken. Is it a better fighting <laughs> game than 4? I don't think so. Okay, put me on record, okay? Oh, no. It's 4 Ultimate... No, I completely agree with you. If you look at the jank of Melee, go look up a video. There's a video on YouTube of showing how janky Melee is with, like, Marth's uh, grab window and things like that. It's longer than Yoshi's. It's lo- Yeah, it's and longer than Yoshi's. But and wave dash <laughs> Once again, a, a product of, like, a bug. And just, like, exploitation of those mechanics is what people thought was, like all the rage back in the day and what made it awesome was was manipulating the bugginess to your advantage is what people loved and you know when we start talking about pokemon too we can talk about that Mm. where people love buggy crap over things that are polished and and made more for the player and they don't like that they don't like when people think about the player i guess all right, moving on. Number four, Epic probably made about ten billion more dollars when <laughs> with Fortnite cross Star Wars. Uh, this event happened this past week. Sorry, it it without announcement got dropped after we recorded and has ended before we're recording this one. <laughs> According nice. to an IGN article by Joe Scribbles, uh, from November fifteenth until November seventeenth, players were able to purchase the Stormtrooper skin for fifteen hundred V bucks. It's that typical video game currency where they never give you, where they don't just let you buy enough. So yeah. that that's about twenty dollars. Uh, this was part of a celebration of the launch of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which launched on the Epic Store, although not exclusively. 
If you pre-ordered uh, Fallen Order on the Epic Store, you received the Stormtrooper skin in Fortnite free of charge. Kind of neat. Uh, it's there's been a lot of people like like Fortnite streamers and stuff who post their games on YouTube, being all like, "See, stormtroopers can hit. Look at me!" <laughs> oh, oh my god. <sighs> Number five, Seth. This is the one I was waiting for. Well, let me get through this, and then you can correct how I interpreted the information I got and go to town. Grinding Gear Games has announced Path of Exile 2. My information comes from PC Gamer's Steven Mesner. The game was announced during the opening ceremony of the first ever ExileCon, which is a fan event uh, run out of New Zealand. Interestingly enough, the game isn't a sequel in the traditional sense, but will seemingly instead add the second game onto the existing game itself. However, it will still support seven new story chapters, a graphical overhaul, improvement an improved animations, and a deeper rework of core systems. There's an official trailer and a gameplay segment to see online, so check that out if you're interested. Grand Gear Games did say not to expect the game until late 2020 at the earliest, but promised to continue supporting the current game with seasonal content in the meantime. However, for me, personally, the most exciting thing was Grinding Gears, uh, Gear Games co-founder Chris Wilson addressed the recently announced Diablo 4, saying, quote, We aren't scared of Diablo 4. Competition is good for the genre. There's more than enough room for both games, end quote. Seth, go to town. Another great thing Chris Wilson said about Diablo 4 is uh, they have the advantage that they are not making a completely new game from scratch. It's just building upon Path of Exile's great skeleton of the game. Well, it's not a skeleton game, you know what I mean? But, like, it's building upon it, yeah. so it... They're just adding more meat to it. They're just the adding more meat to it. They're, like, changing it, and they're making a lot of really cool changes, and uh, they just... they keep their fan base like it's still the same game yeah just better while diablo 4 everyone's so split on it people are like oh the loot system's fine oh the loot system is too easy and it's just i mean that game and I is probably three years away yeah i would say but. but i think one of the great things too is they can see what people are interested in diablo 4 and integrate that into their product well and the, and the thing that's the best part is too is is path of exile is a free-to-play game you can just play it for free you get all this stuff for free you're gonna have to pay sixty bucks for Diablo Four, probably fifteen to twenty bucks, maybe even forty dollars for expansions, characters if they add more characters, all this stuff you're gonna get in Path of Exile for free, straight up. And all the microtransactions you've already purchased, like for me, I've got loads of stash tabs. All that stuff's gonna transfer over, because it's the same game. Right. It's just and added on. And that's one of those things I always say, like if the game is free to play and you're spending money on microtransactions, as long as you're getting like your time investment and like what you feel is worth out of it, go for it. Like you said, you play enough Path I have, of Exile. I have probably close to two thousand hours. Oh my goodness. That's I, I stopped trapping tracking it because I switched over to the standalone client instead of using Steam. The standalone client doesn't track your hours. It just runs a lot better. Right. And patches quicker, so that's, that's why I use it. That's twice as much time I've spent playing Monster Hunter World. By the way, just for a reference, and you know I play that game all the time. Oh yeah, I got a thousand. We hours talk in that about game. it every week for a little bit. <laughs> I think it was on episode two or three. We we're talking about like free to play games having an advantage or could possibly make more money than the sixty dollar uh, cap that you have. Just make it, letting them play the game enough to the point where they think you earn that money that they're putting into the the microtransactions, which don't link into the mechanics of the game unless they're you wanted to. They're all cosmetics except for stash tabs. Yeah, exactly. And they actually taught... There was an interview at ExileCon uh, where they discussed... Because they were asked about how, like, with all this new stuff coming out to the game, starting off with four regular stash tabs is kind of a 
it almost forces you to buy stash tabs because the main one you really want to have is a currency stash tab. So you can organize all your currency in one thing because there's loads of currency in that game that all do different kinds of things and you need to have that stash tab. It's almost mandatory. It only costs about five bucks, I think, but still. That's not bad. No. I mean, especially, again, if you play the game for over 2,000 hours, what's five bucks well, for us? Hundreds. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you <laughs> gotta have those cosmetics, like, if you just oh wanted to God. look at the, the, the tab alone, like, what's five it's bucks really for 2,000 hours worth of fun? And that game is great, and they're just making so many great improvements. They're overhauling the whole skill system, so now your, your gear isn't going to be linked to how many skills you can socket and how you can link them. They're going to be tied to the actual skill gems themselves. So how it works now is you have to have uh, sockets on your gear, and they have to be linked together so you can have your, your say you want to use the ability cleave, and then you want it to do more melee damage, so you have to sock in your melee support. Then you have to, you want it to do more AoE, you have to put your increased AoE. If you don't have three of the three sockets linked, it's not going to do anything. Now it's going to be linked towards your your gem itself, so you just have to have as many sockets as Some you need. Some just nice quality. See, and that's that's fascinating to hear, because I've never gotten far into Path of Exile. I appreciate the game. I'll, I I do try to get into it once in a while. It's not that I don't like the game. It's just usually... Usually I'm playing it as, like, something on the side waiting for what I want to play to come out kind of thing. And I just assume it worked that way. Nope. That's that's <laughs> that's another reason why they're changing it. Is It's actually for newer players. Not only just... This is the great thing that Grinding Gear Games does with that game. They focus on the elite players that play the game a ton, but they also try to uh, like cater to the people that don't play it a lot or have never really gotten into it, and try to make it while well, keeping the game difficult and like you know pretty dense with content, but also having it be more accessible. And the skill change really does that because they found that a lot of early game players that have never played the game before did that. They just socketed stuff in their gear and assumed it worked. Right. So. Uh, one thing else I read too, they did announce that uh, Path of Exile for mobile. Yep. And not a meme. <laughs> not a meme. And they, they, somebody cheekily said somewhere like during ExileCon, they're like, "We wanted to talk about this like 12 months ago, and it seemed like a bad idea." <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, "We decided to wait until we could announce a sequel with it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. There, there was a lot of jabs at Diablo, like little poke fun kind of things that they did at ExileCon, which was pretty funny. Uh, they were even, like, when the streamers were there playing the demo, uh, Chris Wilson was on one of them, like, at, being interviewed by him as he's playing, and uh, he was just roasting him the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was fighting this boss and died, and he's like, well, you would think someone with thousands and thousands of hours that does this for a job wouldn't die here, but here we are. <laughs> this is great. I have this story built up in my head now that Chris Wilson is the, like, brother of Jay Wilson, and is just trying to stick it to his older brother. <laughs> <laughs> nope, completely uh, separate, but uh, no, he's great. He's he's a great lead developer and, and co-founder. Awesome, yeah, no, there's a great there's a great YouTube video where it's Path of Exile. It's one of the developers talking about, like, how they designed the game around you quitting. Like, they, they, they're all, like, they straight up said, we expect you to do what you you want to do during a season and quit. Our, our goal is to bring you back. That's when we drop new content. There's actually a really interesting uh, thing. Uh, uh, Chris Wilson did this talk at this uh, conference for developers. And the whole thing's on YouTube. It's a really interesting listen because uh, he talks about how his, their, like pretty much their business side of how they deal it, with it. And this might be the same video. I it, it might be. I don't know. But uh, he talks about how in the early days, they were really inconsistent with their league launches. They just waited till the next one was ready and launched it. Now they're, it's a static. Every three months, you get something new. Every three months. So you play for maybe a month and a half, 
two months. My case, this past league wasn't that good, so I played for like three weeks, and I'll come back for the next one. Just a casual three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I also want to say, too, they announced they're doing something like a double content update for this. Yes, yeah, so this uh, next patch month. is actually huge. Uh, we get not only a new challenge league, but they're completely overhauling the end game, which they've done the past multiple times, I'm getting new bosses, new story, that kind of thing. Cool. It's going to be great. All right, moving on, our last piece of news, number six. Google Stadia will begin rolling out by the time you're listening to this podcast, but it will be missing plenty of features they made seem would be ready for launch. According to an article on Ars Technica by Kyle Orlin, this week's Google Stadia, uh, launch of Google's video game streaming service looks very bleak. The funny thing is Google decided to announce a lot of this less than a week before launch on a Reddit AMA. Here's some of the limitations you will run into as a day one adopter. No 4K HDR support or 5.1 surround sound support. No Stream Connect, which is the ability to um, view other players' games. State share or crowd play, people jumping into your game or at your point in the game. Google Assistant can only be used to turn on your TV and start a game. Family sharing, so buying a game that... um, Buying a game for one of your accounts and then your whole family can just play it. That's not there. No achievements, although these will be tracked for when it is ready. So, so no achievement interface. There's achievements, but you can't go see them anywhere. Uh, the Chromecast that comes with Stadia will be the only Chromecast you can uh, stream this thing through to your TV. The Buddy Pass won't be there. That's the three-month Stadia trial you can give to your friends. Your phone is essential for buying games, and you can't. So you have to. You can't do it through the interface on the thing, and it's also very important for setup. Google Pixel phones and Chrome OS tablets are the only mobile devices supported at launch. The official controller will only work with the Chromecast at launch. And finally, uh, new today, there's been 22 games will be available for launch, which is nice because they said 12 and 14 by the end of the year. So the 22 is nice. The 22 came from Jeff Keeley on Twitter originally. It is worth noting that while most of these issues are promised to be resolved within a few weeks in the coming months, it's still incredibly frustrating to learn this information less than a week out from the product. All these issues are in addition to the fact that Google previously announced it wouldn't be able to get everybody their pre-orders on day one. Oof. (laughs) You think you would have enough money to either delay the product or, you know, at least give them all their pre-orders on the day that it's released. It's Microsoft. I I think Google's biggest issue with this is Microsoft is going with streaming as an additive to gaming. Google wants this to be gaming. And I read something today where somebody was just pushing it to the limit at 4K60. And they're all like, it looks great. It runs great. 20 gigs of data an hour. That's insane. Like, I, I don't, I know there's places in the country that have unlimited, but here where we're at in northern Illinois, we got a terabyte yeah. unless you pay more money. So, yeah, like, that, you, you, you won't hit normally. And that does, but I'm just saying, you're streaming 20 gigs of game. You will hit it with per that. hour, you're going to hit it. 100%. Got your Disney Plus, you're streaming. You oh, got your Disney Netflix, Plus, man. Like, it's so oh, good. Man. All right, that's it for the news, gentlemen. Uh, as always, we don't have emails. Please email us questions, comments, concerns. We want to hear from you. You can do that at brotakumoc at gmail.com. The winner of the U.S. Steam code for Call of Duty World War II is Judy Lamping, my grandma. Uh, I will talk to her. I, I, I don't foresee my grandma playing Call of Duty, but you never you know. Okay. Yeah. You never know. Maybe this you know. is 
Maybe this is her re- re- reintroduction. Good old days, yeah. yeah she, she, used, she liked some Pac-Man back in the day. Uh, congratulations and thank you for your support of Brotaku Men of Culture. Next week, we are giving away a U.S. Steam code for Shenmue 1 and 2. Ooh. You can follow us on Facebook at Brotaku Men of Culture and like our giveaway posts for an entry. Share a post. Share the post for an additional entry. And you know what? If you write us an email in with a question, comment, oh, concern, yeah. or idea, whatever you want, I'm going to throw your name in there twice. Again, we yeah, appreciate you for your support. All right. Now we're going to go into what we've been playing, breaking with tradition. I'm going to go first, since you two are going to lead in the topic of the week. Oh, boy. Uh, so, I, I've not been very exciting with my gaming the last couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, I started playing Ring Fit Adventure again, though. Yeah. There's been some cool updates to that game. Uh, I was complaining. I know the first week we talked about it where you constantly have to keep selecting your own workout. There's just a random button now during the oh, fights, which is I like nice. That. However, it, it's clearly like just throwing a dice because I got squats like eight times in a row. And by the time I was through my third set of squats and it was all like, you want to do more? I'm like, I backed out of that random option. I'm like, no, no more squats right now, please. But the booty. But the booty. Uh, they also added the, there's always been a calorie counter, but they added like that's down there with your time now too. So you can track your time exercise. Oh, and that. nice. And what I like about the time to exercise is it that only counts up when you're doing something. It won't just count your game time. So, like, you're getting a full how long I actually did something. Okay, And, again, it's like I said last time, like, what fascinates me the most about the game is it just works. Like, I'm using... It's getting you to do what you want to do. Yeah, there's muscles that, like, I clearly don't use. And I'm a pretty active person at work. Like, I I have to walk around, I have to lift things and all that, and there's just muscles where, like, I'll wake up the next morning and I'm like, I didn't know there was a muscle there. That hurts. Uh, and WoW Classic, uh, not really much to report on that. I've been, I've started the grind for the Epic Mount. How's Phase Two? Uh, I've been, I played a little bit. I've stayed out of the major zones because unfortunately, right now, people don't seem to understand that the more people you have in your party, the less honor you get. So there's just like these big obnoxious like raid groups running around and swarming people, and mm-hmm. so like there's really not a lot of fighting like fighting to that because it's just big raid groups blowing like poor trap like one or two people up it's like wow like you know you probably could have done that with five people and gotten more honor so i mean it's definitely one of those gotta wait for it to die down to really enjoy it the hype much like classic itself when it first came out which was like hey if you are on a if you plan on being on a pvp server probably give it a like a few weeks to calm down because you're probably going to get camped yeah and i'm glad i did make that push to 60 because the guild i'm in the day i logged on in when phase two launched, he's like, he was level 58, and he's like, I'm out in Eastern Playgrounds, and I can't do anything. He's like, there's just groups everywhere just ganking yeah. everybody. So glad I got that taken care of. Jordan, what have you been playing? Of course, keep Pokemon till the end. <laughs> yes. Uh, I Because of Pokemon, I haven't been playing too much Iceborne, which is what I would have been playing. <laughs> Uh, if not for Pokemon, so it's, it's you played it earlier in the week before I it did, came out. Before it came out, because <laughs> I had three days off, uh, just luck of the draw, and then I had to work the rest of the week, wherever like that. So the work week is funny that way. You could end up with you know two or three days off in a row, or you could end up with no days off for like fourteen days straight. Um, and these, I only got Pokemon on the last day, so up until then, I was just you know I was, I was playing Iceborne. I fought a new monster and that was really fun. You know, he's based he's pretty much based off of the the, the sands from Dragon Ball Z actually. 
His name is Rajang, and he's a he's a monkey. He's an ape, and he when he enrages, he goes he literally goes super saiyan. He uh, his hair becomes golden and starts spiking up. He shoots laser beams out of his mouth. It's a very tra- challenging hunt, and I was having a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, a lot of people don't like that actually. Like people are uh, online in the in our community. Because Rajang has been in other games, Monster Hunter games, and they see him in this one, and he's like, oh, no, this one's not fun. And there are some like me that I'm like, I really enjoy this fight. This reminds me of a Dark Souls boss, just like a lot of the good ones in Monster Hunter. So besides that, haven't been really playing anything else, really, actually. I've been pretty busy this week. All right. Seth, what have you been playing? Played some Smash last week, you know, and then I uh, was playing some RuneScape because they had like a promotion with Twitch Prime, so I'm like, I'll play for f- old school, I assume. Yeah, well, obviously. Are you excited? There, it looks like they're adding a league system to that game, kind of. <sighs> People are really enjoying it, like that I've seen on like Reddit and like content creators on YouTube. But I thought about, I was like, I could give it a shot, but I'm like, why though? <laughs> why it's not though? speaking to you. It's just, uh, it doesn't make sense in that kind of a game, because that game's all just about wasting time and grinding a game, where there's no, I don't know, I guess it's kind of similar to Path of Exile, where you actually grind for an end game kind of thing, but like, eh. It's region locked, so you can only access a certain amount of content. That's weird. The XP rates are turned up times five. And will they let you use that character once that season? No. No? No. Oh. Character goes away. I mean... That's what I like about seasons in games like Path of Exile or Diablo. Or if, like, if you want to continue yeah, the character, you can, you can just that character. go through it on standard and you'll be fine. And in fact, like before they actually started adding like cool stuff every season, and Diablo 3 is kind of a bad example since they really don't. But like, I was kind of <laughs> they're turned, trying. I was kind of turned off by the idea of seasons because I was just all like, I, "You want me to gear this character up super strong? It's and like hardcore." Start new, but See, that's just that's the appeal, I guess, is getting to start. But Diablo party. tries to circumvent that. They're like, "Here's all this free gear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like here you go. You're geared out in the first six hours." My, my favorite you story with that done. <laughs> is I forgot what season Mike and I got really into, but I I leveled. What did I level? I leveled a sorceress, and we were playing the game, and I just I couldn't get any gear to drop, and I was starting to like become a problem like we couldn't push higher keys because i couldn't get my gear set that i needed to drop so i re-rolled a monk and that season the monk set for just hitting 70 was their best set and i put that on and we literally went from like a 50 rift to 100 like that's right there hitting that's 70. how it's gonna be for some classes this friday too when their next season launches which they are trying to do more like themed things like uh, last season they had a thing where these buffs would drop on the ground. They're just these little circles. You go stand and you get certain things based on the color. Uh, this one, there's they're adding like a kill streak system, where as long as you're hitting enemies, you maintain it. But whenever you get a kill, you get a stack. And once you hit certain thresholds, you get some something happens, or like or whatever, like chickens rain down from the sky or some random crap. <laughs> the funny thing is though, it's 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 actually ripped from Path of Exile. They had they had a league that was that. It was a kill streak kind of league. Okay, and. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a popular league. And then they added... Oh, so they picked a bad one. Yeah, yeah, they picked a bad one to copy. It it was a really old one from way back in the day in Path of Exile called... um, What was it called? I think it was called Rage or something. I mean, I'll give them a pass. Diablo 3's been on life support for many years. It's basically one thing. It's come out that it's basically a group of, like, five guys that are doing it. Oh, my goodness. They're maintaining the game. Five guys, essentially. Just maintain Diablo 2. Well, here's something. I, here's something I want to bring up. That stuff gets ladder refreshes, That's man. What I'm there's saying, also like... um, there's a there's a mod, a really popular mod called Path of Diablo 
where they take stuff from Path of Exile and add it to Diablo 2. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I want to say in StarCraft, the map editor for 2, they remade <laughs> Diablo 2 with the, like, StarCraft like graphics. There's Diablo 1 in there, too. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the only time I played Diablo 1. That's the only time I played Diablo 1 was when I was messing around StarCraft looking at maps, and then I was like, Diablo 1? I'm like, I'll play this for a little bit. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it was really clunky. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. Like, every, everything in there, like, there's so, like, people just... I appreciate that people that, like, the big things you hear about in there, like, there was that World of Warcraft, Starcraft that they were trying to make in there, and, like, their heads just get so big that they're all like, oh, yeah, this engine's still built for an, RT- an isometric RTS. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen, if you are ready, then, we will move on to topic of the week, which is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Gentlemen, I will give you plenty of time to... Talk about whatever you want to talk about, but first, how I frame this, I haven't been playing. You've both been playing. What version? I've been playing Shield. I have Sword. Sword? Perk? Perfect. We playing this. <laughs> Perfect. I picked um, the better one. Yeah, he was like, oh, sh- sh- uh, Sword. I was like, oh, I'll take Shield then. <laughs> I wanted Sword from the start as soon as it got announced. I saw the legendaries. I'm like, no, yeah, the Sword one looks cooler. So did I. I get Seth, dude. So there's... Hey, get Sword if you want. I don't care. Anyway, what I want to go through, there's been a big list that the internet's been updating because the internet yeah. is... There is a section of the internet, I shouldn't say all of the internet, there is <laughs> yeah. a section of the internet that is very vocally upset with what's going on in this game, and I want to run through their list of complaints and have you guys address it, and then at the end, if we don't cover anything, you can you can go on about the game, because just surface level, you're both enjoying it. Oh, I love oh, it. Yes. I'm having a great time. Perfect. Okay, so number one on the internet crap list, the national dex has been cut to include less than half the total number of Pokemon, with nothing suggested they will be added later. Boo-hoo. That's my, that's my opinion. That's my opinion as well. It's, when you think about the total amount of Pokemon after you include the new ones from this game... I watched a Jim Sterling video on this issue today. 807 is where they're at. 807. And then you cut that in half. How much do you still have? Over four hundred. Over four hundred. Yeah, and there's not. They've they've cut it over in half, Jordan. There might only be like three hundred in the game. Boo! Sure the next is over four hundred. That's still twice as much sure. as the original Pokemon game came out with. Are you kidding me? People also remember the generation transition from two to three. You had Sapphire and Ruby. Those were the only Pokemon you had until they released Colosseum, which introduced Johto, and then they had Fire Red Leaf Green be remade, which introduced Kanto. Then you had all the Pokemon. Took years. Took oh. years. Okay, and. And we and I, uh, Seth and I have the same opinion of that's actually a good thing. It's a good thing for the game. It resets the meta. You don't you get rid of all the really broken stuff. Oh, at least that's what they should have done. Uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's still there's still some Pokemon that got banned to Ubers that were just regular Pokemon. <coughs> Extra to drill, you know. Yeah. He's in the game. Count one straight up. It's fine. Uh, to the Jim Sterling video, I suggested, and I recommend anybody go watch it. Not family friendly, Jim Sterling. Just as a heads up, if anybody's listening to this, yeah. Then, Wants to watch it in front of their kids. Uh, he just suggested ma- instead of like to solve the issue because people are just upset they've gotten attached to certain Pokemon over the years. Like he, he understood that complaint, but he's like, they should have just cut them all then and just doubled down on new Pokemon. I would have been fine with that too. I'm actually me and Jordan are both doing this. I believe we're only using the new versions Pokemon. Like, yeah. Uh, only like a certain Galar forms. Like I'll use those, but I've run into stuff like Trapinch and I love Flygon. I'm like. I want to use this and break my rule so bad, but in the box you go. Because I, like, I don't want to use the same Pokemon I always use. Just want to throw out real quick, 
bless our generation. Like, I remember growing up and my dad being all like, you won't care about this crap when you're older. Like, that <laughs> mom and dad. Lies, deception. <laughs> Almost 28 years old and I have a podcast talking about Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. Over 144 moves have been removed. Who cares? Does that bother you guys? Once again, no, these are care. moves that didn't have... I mean, the only one that was kind of big was Pursuit, but like that had its own little niche. It, it had niche in competitive Pokemon. Yeah. Otherwise, you would never use that move. They, they've done this before, and they didn't. And no one complained about it. I mean, if anyone talks about the transition from Generation 1 to, uh, to above, the the switch from like what what moves are in TMs and stuff like that has drastically changed. Bubble Beam used to be a TM, guys. Remember that. Misty used to give you the TM Bubble Beam back That's in true. Generation 1. Does any Has anyone used the move Bubble Beam yet in the last, like, the only three, time four you generations? Use it, you use it when your starter learns it. Yeah, That's exactly. It. And then it's immediately like, ah, replaced. Like, 10, I got a new Once water Once you get, like, move. Surf or something like Wait, that. so Bubble Beam's gone, just to clarify. I don't know I Bubble don't know. Beam's I gone. And it. That's no, no, point. it's in the game. I've seen some of the I was about to say, if Bubble Beam's gone, 2 out of 10 unplayable. That's the point. Oh, man, my 50 base water move. You're not going to use it anyway. You're going to use Psychic. You're going to use Thunderbolt. You're going to use all these other moves. they still in the game. They're still in the game. Those are the ones you're going to use. And you're just complaining about it. It's just... The internet. Swift is still in the game. Swift is still in the game, guys. It's not going away. It's been in there since Generation 1. It's not going anywhere. Another big one people are complaining about is Hidden Power getting removed. Hidden Power is a, it was not a good move. Yeah, I hated it. Well, well, I should clarify. It is a good move because it allows you to have type coverage on Pokemon that shouldn't have that type coverage. Because it was Hidden Power. Yes. It was bad for the game. Depending on... it, For people who don't know, the, Hidden Power is a move where... Depending on certain numerical values that your Pokemon may be born with, mm -hmm. you will have a certain type of hidden power. So if you have an electric type, you might end up getting like a fire type hidden power move. So or you like can have that ground. coverage. Yes, or hidden power ground. You just did. Which in competitive play was important. But to all of us normies that don't have, you know, 200 IQ, we don't care. 200 IQ. I don't think it's 200 IQ. I just don't think you have 2,000 hours to put into IV training I don't, and breeding your Pokemon. I, don't, I did I, that in Gen 4. Did you? Not the IVs, but I did EV train and, like, yeah. breed specific I know Mike's very into that. No, I, I, I did that in Gen 4. I, wouldn't, I went on paper saying I would never want to do that, and I did it in Sun and Moon and X and Y. Super easy. Yeah, like, they made the, those games made it so much easier. Yeah, it was it was super accessible, and at the same time, I would still never do hidden power. It appears to be really easy in in this current game as well. Yeah, they, they wanted to make it accessible. They want just more. When they say like it's an homage to like older fans, this is what it's saying. Like in this game, you can send your Pokemon on missions that are in your box, or even on your team, you could send them as well if you want. But then you can't use them, and uh, there's just repeatable ones that are for EV training. They can give you okay. EV training. They can give you experience. So yeah, every, experience too. every time before so can, I go to train. sleep, I, I take a team of, of Pokemon, like four or six or whatever like that, that I'm not using on my team. And as I'm going to sleep, I get eight hours of sleep. So you said I'm on an eight-hour mission. You wake up, you pick them up from your daycare, and there you go. They're they're stronger. It's a really cool system. They I have, really they like have something to do when you're not using them, and mm -hmm. that, make, that makes it cool. So there's rotting, collecting dust. Yeah. Doing nothing. All right. They won't evolve, though. I found that out when no, I tried to, I had a level 8 Metapod, and I'm like, well, I want to get the Butterfree for the Pokédex, so I'm like, I'll throw you on a mission. He came back level 17, didn't evolve. I'm like, well, this is bogus, dude. He's a mega He's Metapod. Oh, so a level man. 100 Metapod, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the dream. Ditto's still in the game, so people can be, they're fine. Yeah. Ditto's still in the game, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Number three, Mega Evolutions and Z-Moves have been removed, making some Pokémon useless. It's fine. It's... <sighs> 
What, just because you can't Mega Evolve your Mawile? Gardevoir was already strong on its own. Scizor was they already strong it, They on its still own. kept its Psychic Fairy typing, I too. Think the bigger, I, I think the bigger complaint with this, and the one I kind of understand, is they keep making these systems and then just scratching it in the next game and coming up with a new system that does very similar things. The Mega Evolution is going away. It, it kind of sucks, because, yeah, it did make some Pokemon actually usable. But who gives a crap about Z-moves? Well, here's another thing. Who cares? It's, it's like we mentioned earlier with... Uh, with Smash Brothers Melee, and people are still playing that version of the game over Ultimate. In that same regard, those ideas and those abilities are region locked now to those games. So you're going to have tournaments where you it's only like Mega Evolutions or only Z moves, and like you're only you're going to have a Pokemon Sun and Moon tournament or whatever like that, and you can keep using those, and that keeps life in the game because you don't have it in the newer versions. All right, number four. And I should say, a lot of these issues people have, I feel like, and I, I even mark here, uh, a lot of these issues people have seem to be, like, just seem to be, like, a general Pokemon issue, but with oh, yeah. the Dexit thing, it's just blown everything up. They like, just want to hate the game because yeah. of the Pokedex thing. Uh, so it's just really nitpicky. <laughs> when I was reading over these earlier, I was just like, these are just yeah. nitpicks, dude. Oh, my gosh. The plot is extremely short, which Who is cares? an issue that started in X and Y. Who cares? The po- uh, I've never once played a Pokemon game because I had to know what happened in the story. I played Pokemon to play Pokemon. Here, let me explain this to you because mo- this person is the the person that made this list is probably in, in love with Gen One. Let me say this: there there There's wasn't a, a plot for There's a no long story. time. And let There's me no s- story till there wasn't until three. three. Gen yeah. three was three. I'm reading one. the internet. Most people have come down on black and white too. Seem to be the poster child. <laughs> Yes. Of I, what, bad story? or uh, No, just of the series. Like, oh, I'd never play that one. People seem to really enjoy Black and White, too. It's they because it's the again, first... the vocal, angry internet. It's the first direct sequel since, like, Generation 2 kind of being, like, a spiritual successor where you can fight, like, Red at the end. Well, but, at, but Black and White 2 are legit just sequels of a Pokemon game from the same existing generation, which is just, like, a straight upgrade. Because I play... I, I have White 2. So... Have I, you not beaten it, though? I still haven't beaten it. No, I can't find it. I want to play it, and I can't find exactly. it in my The game lasts longer, Jordan. You're getting more bang for your buck. But here's the, <laughs> when they talk about, like, shallow storylines, um, Gen 1, they had that little, like, side story with Team Rocket, and afterwards, nothing. Gen 2, you had that little stint with, what, Team Rocket with again? With Team Rocket again. Done. Done. Nothing else. Nothing else. Gen 3 is the first one that introduced There's the story. An story. And it wasn't even that long. And it wasn't it's even that good. It's never that long. <laughs> It's whatever it's whatever's it's, happening around the legendary of that game, and then afterwards it's like, okay, it's go beat the Elite Four and you're done with the game. And then here's the post game of catching secret legendaries and Battle Tower. Yeah, exactly. People are, I don't. I think this is on the list. It's not later. made. It's not made for its plot. It's the journey. It's, it's the it, journey. It's, it's all about the, journey. the game mechanics and playing the game itself. Yeah. And then so, those have always been solid. Number five: the game textures are mediocre and lack polish. Some of them yes, are. Yes. Some of them are, but then there's other areas that look incredible. Hang on, we're circling number five. We got one, boys. We got an agreement. Bad I'd game is a, bad. I'd say a lukewarm agreement. Some <laughs> textures are bad, but there's some areas, like there's a there's a cave system you go in that has all these gems on the wall. Yeah, that's... It looks really good. And the water, like the ripples in the it water, really too, good. looks amazing. Most and of I... the grievances of the bad textures are actually in the wild zones just because it's how big it is. Like Because it, it's separate from the game. There's a loading screen when you go into it. Oh, okay. It's huge. There's no loading screens in the wild area. Once you're in it, everything just seamlessly connects to each other, the different biomes. And I remember this because when I was playing on on our TV and I was playing with Seth, and I mentioned this point in the 
you know, on, on, on this list. And I was like, yeah, look at these bad, te- like, there's, look, there's no bad, look at that water, there's no bad textures. And then immediately we look at this wall and like, oh, no, that's a bad texture. It's literally <laughs> something from, like, they really the pick, first Tomb Raider game. Yeah, it's they just pick and choose. They, they pick and chose what Which they is fine. Do. People always take nice. shortcuts and stuff like that. Like but the like, trees, yeah, they're just copy-paste. Like, trees. Pokemon has never been, a, like, a, a heavy graphics-intensive game. It's not supposed to be. Just go look at Gen 1 sprites, man. <laughs> yeah. They're you, awful. When you're riding on a water type using surf and you're just riding on a blob of, of something <laughs> to make it suggest, oh, this is a water type. It feels like Pokemon. It looks like Pokemon. I didn't... Who like who actually anticipated it was going to look as good as like Breath of the Wild? That's which, what people wanted. Which the Wild Zone, it, it was actually pretty... Cl- I felt like I was playing we were, like... We were really hyped. When, like, he got there a little bit before I did, because I was sitting on the, on our chairs. Like, we were sitting in our chairs. He was playing on his TV, and I just had mine in, you know, mobile mode. And uh, we were just sitting there playing the game, and it, it was cool. You can see people who are nearby. Like, we could see each other's characters in the Wild Zone. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah and we can go to the and same area. it seems area. to pull a priority from people you're next to than I Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's local... There's... What was that, local wireless? Yeah, because we both don't have, like, the internet functionality because it costs money now, which is dumb, but whatever. And uh, so we we could still do stuff, like, we still got to do raids together and stuff. Those are fun. Or you just fight the Dynamax Pokemon. Cool stuff. All right, number six. There is a small number of quality animations, something Game Freak said they would be improving as a result of Dexit. Kind of, yeah. There's some really cool. It. There's some really cool animations, like Waterfalls animation now is really neat. Yeah, and I looked some videos up. There's some really cool ones, but then there's still like, he's used double kick and just, he just hops up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one's bad. I was just about to mention that. I told that Seth that the, what the starter that I started with gets double kick, and his his tackle animation is him running up to the Pokemon and, punt, and like kicking them in Literally the face and going them. back. Double kick is just two hops twice in a row. <laughs> and then the foot pops up. Yeah. And I'm like... Why, why can't you just do that first animation, but, like, twice? That would have been fine. But I think they're talking about, like, player animations and stuff like that, like, re- uh, reactions and things. You can make your character do a pose if you spin in a circle. They, they introduced that in Moon, Sun and Moon, oh, as well. Moon. If you spin enough, they'll, 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 like, eh! They'll do that little animus pose. But I can understand they could... They, I think one of these complaints is one of them... Uh, there's, there's a lack of animations as well, like, the, that they were promised... From the original post that I saw. And one of them was like, Fly doesn't have an animation. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. I don't care. Just teleport me around. It didn't have an original animation in one either, in Gen 1. And in Gen 3, even then, it was just like this this silhouette of a black bird would swoop up and, and take you to your destination. Who cares? Number it's seven. Loading screen. Kind of to game <laughs> textures. Uh, graphic issues, like constant pop in and pop out. I haven't inclu- I, like encountered any issues. I haven't incur- uh, encountered any frame drops or anything. Isn't that supposed to? If they're talking about Pokemon popping in and out of the world, that's supposed to happen. That's oh, supposed to reset the, the videos yeah. I've seen. Like NPCs, like in town, like they'll just randomly disappear or like pop in. In like, town or the wild area. Uh, the one I watched, I think, was specifically in town. I like, have not encountered. I that. have not. I haven't either. Yeah. In the wild area, that'll happen, but that's because the NPCs move around. Right they'll like teleport between locations where you'll find them. They'll, yeah, and, be able to get and the Pokemon when they stuff. when they pop back up, it's supposed to be like a new spawn. Yeah, like if you zone out and zone back in, it's a new. You're resetting the spawn. I used that to get the the Pokemon that I wanted that I knew was in that area, but wasn't currently there. So I would just go in and come back out, so they would disappear and come back, and there would be new spawns. 
Okay, number eight. Most of the animations used are identical to ones found in X, Y, Sun, and Moon. They're good animations. Why wouldn't you use them again? And again, I think this goes back to Dexit in a way. Because, like, people have hacked the game and found all the files. Like, they found that the Pokemon files are the ones from X and or from Sun and Moon especially. Which makes sense because they did say they wanted to put more work into those ones to future-proof. Uh-huh. See, see oh, crazy. Who? who cares? Yeah. And, um... But, like, th- like, everything's there. They're just not being used, like, kind of thing. Well, can you blame them? It's 807. <laughs> not only are you have to implement 807 new animations for every move in the game with these Pokemon, but you also have to have their animations coincide with something else's animation, the other Pokemon you're using it on, and how that affects it. And then there's new animations for that. By cutting it in half and cutting the moves in half, they can focus on the ones they got. And it doesn't mean that all of them are going to be winners. They weren't winners in the first place before they even cut it in half. In Sun and Moon, they weren't all winners. That that double kick animation was still in there. Number nine. More unskippable cutscenes than ever. See, the only time I care about being able to skip a cutscene is when I'm replaying a game. I generally don't replay Pokemon games. It's there's true. also an option that skips cutscenes. Interesting. Like, there's a toggle option that skips them. Okay. Yeah, first uh, I'm not, subsequent playthrough. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what all that entails, because obviously it's my first playthrough. I want to see that stuff. Right. So I haven't turned it on, but and once also, I'm done, like... And also, if you play Kingdom Hearts, take your licks. Kingdom Hearts 1 these specifically. Are, these are not... Un- 1.5 Xbox fans allows you to skip the cutscenes in <laughs> one. Yeah, because it was a problem. Because if you die and you have to re-watch yeah. the cutscene, that's an issue. I know that like, whole Riku dialogue by heart. <laughs> Man, that fight was so hard. It's a, it's a Pokemon cutscene. Enjoy them. There wasn't any in the in beginning, and now you're complaining about skipping them or not? Well, that's another thing to the... Oh, it's a short story. It's like, yeah, but at least you have cutscenes that help tell the story you, you want to skip one? those. Yeah. <laughs> Just holy talking about. Don't you lie to me and say you didn't go to your Pokemon Stadium game. A game put that put that game in and put it on fast speed all the way through. That's actually like the only way I'll play. That's what I'm saying. They, like, if you're if you want to play through the game and you want to just skip everything and just and just get to the huge power level quickly, that's that's fine. But that's not what we're doing here. This is your first run through. Enjoy it. Number ten. EXP share is forced, which leads to overleveled Pokemon, which makes for an easier game. Which they've essentially done since X and Y, where they changed the XP share. And when I first played that game, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I want to play the Pokemon games how I used to always play them, where I would have a small team, and so I'd be able to funnel more XP. And the game wasn't balanced around it. They are balanced around the XP share being there. So at this point, like, they don't even give you it as an item. It's just, it's part yeah. of the yeah, game. Yeah, it's, that's what, what I got out of this. There's no toggle, which it's, is fine. I'll, I'll admit, like, it's fine, because, like, I always use the XP share anyway. But that would be a nice, like, just simple turn-off option for those looking for punishment. See, well, that's the, cool. Just, just don't do the raids, then. Yeah. The raids give you XP items for doing them. And they give you, like, they like give the, you the lower TRs. Tier ones, the lower tier ones give you five extra small ones, which each give 100 XP each. And then small ones, which I believe are 400 XP each. Which is a lot in early game when you can first start doing them. That's what gets you over leveled, or those items, and you get rare candies from doing raids sometimes. That's what gets you over leveled. Yeah. Not because the XP shares turn off. If I, I didn't, if you just like walked through, and, and just went through oh, the wild zone, sorry. caught some Pokemon that you wanted to catch or whatever, and then went on with the story, you'd be perfectly where you needed to be in XP. Maybe even under leveled. Okay. But mm-hmm. if, but if you do the raids, which 
you want to do because there's Pokemon that I'm pretty sure are locked behind them. You can only get them through raids. Yeah, there's a there's uh, a couple of things you like do that. that. Like, yeah, it. Who cares? Like, if you if Pokemon's you want, it's never been hard. Yeah, it's not the difficulty. And if you are, just play with less Pokemon. Set rules for yourself. Make it harder for None yourself. Of challenges. And you, and I know you're thinking like, oh, it shouldn't be like that. I'm like, if if you shut off the XP share, if you don't want it, because you want a harder time, you're making it harder for yourself. That's yeah. Simple. That's already doing that. It's already simple like that. Number eleven. The end game is lacking. A rehashed battle tower and raid battles are the only thing. That's more than you usually get. Yeah. I'm assuming you probably hunt down some legendaries, and then you have the battle tower, and then you also have the raid battles. Okay. That's usually more than what you get. Yeah. And then like online play. Pokemon's never known for its end game. It's more fighting. <laughs> it's more of the same stuff. There's no progression system, and when the progression system that they have is done, then you're done. Number 12, you can't catch certain Pokemon in the wild area until you beat a gym, like, because you can't so, over, catch over-leveled Pokemon. So you know how uh, you can't just trade yourself a level 100 Pokemon? Right, because it won't listen to you. Because it won't listen to you. That's kind of what it's like, except it's wild Pokemon, and the Pokemon you won't be able to catch are, are like, level 30-plus when you're in, like, the 15s. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to even beat them, usually. So why would you be able to catch them? Right. And I, I'll just throw it's this fine. out here. And again, my only... I don't have the game, so my only thing is talking to you guys in the Jim Sterling video I watched. He had mentioned, like, they could have done it like a normal RPG where, like, you can catch something, get an item, if you will, that is a higher level and then have something you need to work towards before you could use it. Like, just let you catch them. I see what you mean. Like, catch it and then, like, it won't listen to you and then you work towards it to... Like, it'll give you incentive to work towards it to unlock it. Well... Just progressing through the game will get you that. You don't have to work towards it. If if you catch a, a high level Pokemon and your immediate reaction is, oh, I gotta beat those other gyms really quick so I can I can get this now. It's the same thing. Some of the spawns are like built into the game. Like that Steelix that's just flying around next to that bridge is always gonna be level fifty, and it's always gonna it's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm like, oh, I'll just come visit this when I have the ability to catch level fifty Pokemon. You could just re- circumvent it. Yeah, as long the as they're process. still there, I like that too. And the or, only, yeah, the, yeah. yeah there's Something. there's very static spawns for, and this, this only happens in the wild area. When you actually go through the game, you're on the actual routes. They're going to be appropriate level to where you're at in the game. Yeah, and you can catch. So those. you can catch whatever you want there. Okay. And, and the wild area, it's just it's just the free roam explore area where there's ranging Pokemon from level ten all the way to level sixty. Yeah. Let me let me explain to you my first my my actual first encounter in the wild area and Seth was there for it. Always. I I walked into the wild area and I was just looking around. I was like, oh, this is cool. And an onyx pops up like on the screen, just walk, just you know, sliding around. And I'm like, oh, it's an onyx. That's so cool. Let's go. Let's go find it. And it's like you encountered a very strong looking onyx. It's level thirty. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like level like twenty six, and I'm like level fifteen. And I was like, oh my god, this. So I was just dissing how the there was an NPC that was like, hey, take all these Poke Dolls. And I was like, Poke Dolls are worthless. You could just run away from them. I used every single one of those Poke Dolls during that entire encounter in the wilds because it was hard to run away from those, like, oh, it's a level 34, you know? Uh, something. It was a gas. It was a haunter. I found a, mm-hmm. a wild haunter or whatever like that. And it was level 34, and I had to run away from it. But I couldn't. They're too fast. So I had to use a Poke Doll. And, you know, I my first incentive... My first thought process wasn't, oh, I need to catch this now. Oh, I can't catch this now. It was, 
I need to go further in the game before I can catch stuff like the, this. The experience is actually very akin to Skyrim when you find yourself a giant. You're like, <laughs> I can fight a giant. And then he slaps you and you're flying 500 feet up in the air. That's essentially what it's like. Okay. So so it does kind of... It kind of works like the RPG weapon thing. It just... You yeah. can't get the weapon until... You you know yeah. it later. Like, in my mind, I'm saving it in, in my thought. I did that, actually. Like, that that same haunter I was talking about. I, be, I beat the third gym, came back, caught that haunter. Yeah. I was right. like, okay, I can finally use and it And now. people are like, oh, well, you can maybe miss out on shinies. Like I said, it's only pertaining to the wild area. Wild areas, you can you can go into the wild area, avoid every encounter you want, and just go straight to where you need to go, to, to the next, like, city or whatever. Okay, cool. You really don't need to do anything in there at all. Or just go do the raid battles. Which is what I did. Like, I, I'm going to go back with the Pokemon designated to capture Pokemon and capture all the Pokemon. Number 13, Dynamaxing is limited to gym battles and plot-related battles, compounding the issue of the removal of Mega Evolutions and Z-Moves. I, I think I like Dynamax. I'm, okay, it'd be dumb to be able to flex on a wild Pokemon. I'm like, here, I'm going to just grow to be 200 <laughs> up, feet Caterpie? tall and just obliterate with you 140 base yeah. power moves. It's it, it's it's fine, and it's balanced you, because the the gym leaders can Dynamax as yeah. well, and they usually Dynamax their strongest final Pokemon. It's, it's their last one, so and and they only it only lasts for three turns. Three turns in, is the only battles. time it lasts. Yeah. I, I saw a complaint. They're like, "How did Jigglypuff get removed when she's been Dynamaxing since Smash Brothers Brawl?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Fourteen scaling is bad. Example: Whale Lord is smaller than the trainers. I, I don't know. I, That's always been a quality of life thing, honestly. Just it's it's not just so that Warlord can look huge. It's so that the 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 sprite of the the opposing Pokemon that Warlord's going against isn't as small as a so freaking. It's not like, like why doesn't this Pokemon just sit on that? Exactly. <laughs> and it, does, it doesn't. I mean, I haven't really encountered it. I, I've seen Whalemers, but I haven't gotten. Yeah, that's yet. an actual nitpick. I mean, in the game, in the I game, mean, it the was wild... it was cool in like Coliseum or XD when you threw out a Warlord. It's like. It was cool. like okay, that's awesome. cool. But, but like in the wild areas, the the whalers are huge. They're still like a pretty good scale and size. Like a, yeah. the the you get the point that they're bigger than. Well, you. yeah, the bird <laughs> Pokemon that you can get in this generation, uh, his final evolution is like seven foot tall, and he's he's big. And you can see him in the in the wild area. He's, he's that huge. Big. He's flapping yeah, around. That Steelix like, I told you about. It's still not big. as big. It's still huge. It's not as big as an actual Steelix. That Whalemer I just said. It takes up the entire pond that it's in. It's, it, you yeah, just see the top of it, and it's just him. And it's it's like three times your size. So, whatever. Poor guy trapped in a tiny <laughs> Yeah, he's the, what quality of life is there? <laughs> and he's, he can't get out. Uh, Fifteen, there is no global trade system. I used that maybe once, and it was to get a Japanese ditto. I think the most pe- people are most bummed out about that is there were specific runs people would do where they would just random trade. Like I think that's point? still is in that there. Still? Okay. I think the random trading. Maybe you can still you can then. still trade with with new ones. You can't. It's you can't put those work orders in. You can't just say like, hey, I, I have a scissor. This. I want gotcha. this. Okay, which is fine because like all the things that were on there. If you were looking for a specific Pokemon, you'd be like, oh, you want my Diglett? Yeah, I want your Kyogre. Yeah, <laughs> it's that, like, that's what? exactly what it was. <laughs> it's it like, was you're not it was, you want this. You want this Cyndaquil? I want your Mewtwo. I'm like, okay. See, and I'm glad that they didn't take out the the random trade because I like I where people still people yeah. people would like play through the game and they would just like random trade six Pokemon and they're like these are my six Pokemon for this playthrough. Like I like well, that's that kind of neat. It was that a great way of, of getting rid of my my failed egg Pokemon, the ones that I'm I'm not using that I yeah. I would just send them through the random trade and see what I get. And I was like, oh, he sent me back God. 
my soul silver is still <laughs> lying around somewhere with a ton of Miss Magus because I wanted it shiny for some reason. <laughs> and I, I have skipped like five boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I have skipped quite a few jet Pokemon generations, but so like I never played Black and White, for example. Yeah. But Soul Silver, Heart Gold, that that's oh, that game's my so favorite. good. It's Those still are my favorite. favorite of all time. Yeah. It's my favorite of all time. This one, uh, unless the game just for some reason after the eighth gym just takes a dive, uh, it's, it's I like it better than Gen Three. Okay. And Which that's, was my previous second favorite. I was about to say, and like Soul Silver and Heart Gold. To your point earlier, like nobody ever plays through a Pokemon game, like usually. Like I reset that one occasionally. Yeah. Just play the only it. reason I haven't is because I have like eight hundred hours on it. I could see why you wouldn't then. Uh, <laughs> number, of, I've transferred a lot of that Pokemon out of there. Oh, a lot of the Pokemon out of there though. Okay, so number sixteen. What is the point of Pokemon Home if you can't move all your Pokemon into the game? I don't even know what Pokemon Home. Pokemon is. Home is the Pokemon Bank replacement that you have to pay for. I had and it for a while. And it's to store all your Pokemon. Yeah. And I, again, this this complaint I actually understand. It's like, if, if they're moving forward, like, and they don't want you playing the handheld games any or the DS games anymore, because assumingly they'll want their official tournaments to be held on this. That does seem a little scummy to like offer you a place to store your Pokemon and charge you for it. I think the bank costs money too. So. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't have used it in like to begin. I mean, people are still using it for exactly that. Still, the 3DS games to switch over stuff. So it's not completely worthless. I think that is the only time I've used it was to switch stuff over. From yeah, it, it, you're still going to use it for your other games. Like I said, it's just more region locked now. It's it's locked to this gen. It's just it's they yeah. You, it's like just think of this as its, its own it's, separate it's, gen. It's, it's it's really it is. It's Gen Eight. Yeah. What's it's, this, it's it's like when we went from Gen Two to Gen Three. Yeah. You, you, I'm sorry. Sorry. You, sorry. You could not transfer anything from Gen Two and One. Like I said, they had to. You had to play Coliseum and XD to get stuff from Johto, and then they had they remade Fire. They made Fire Red Leaf Green to get Kanto stuff. That was the only reason why those Pokemon got made it back into Gen Three. Yeah, it's because of those other games. Just, just treat it all as its own separate experience. This, this whole list, as I'm reading through it, is more and more just people like, "Hey, I don't want to pay for another Pokemon game. I just want one Pokemon game that has everything in it." And and like you're not gonna get that. That's I mean, such they've a already bad. Been, they've already been screwing you over with that with the two versions every time. Yeah, that, it's a bad business uh, prospect from their end if they just released a game that had all the regions in it and it had everything, and they put it on the same stamp. As it did as their previous games, they're losing huge money on that. And the only reason why you were able to get all those Pokemon from Gen three into Gen four is because the DS happened to have a Game Boy Advance cartridge slot. Happened, happened to have that. Number seventeen. We'll move on. Uh, the game soundtrack is lacking. Who cares about Pokemon soundtracks? I usually play with the sound muted because I'm doing other things while I'm playing. Pokemon. Okay, I'm different from him. Uh, I care about it, however, because he doesn't listen to any soundtrack for the most part. Depends Which, on the game. Yeah, depends on the game. He likes some cer- uh, he likes certain soundtracks, but I I value soundtracks in games a lot. Uh, I like this one. I like the new gym. I like the new gym leader theme. I was listening to it just the other day, and it's it's more modern. It's it's more upbeat, but that's because. Blah 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 blah. Well, here, here's the difference: is the feeling from the other gym trainer battles, the uh, gym leader battles, was you went into a town and they just so happened to have a gym there, and you go there and you get the badge. Here, in this region, it's a spectacle. It's, it's a sport. It's a sporting event. It's actually yeah. really cool. You walk, you're going down the tunnel into the gym arena. Yeah, it's and really you're cool. you're wearing it's like, like a, a sport uniform. Almost. It's a, it's a it's, it's a really stadium. Cool. 
you're wearing a sports uniform, they're wearing a sports uniform. There's like sponsors on the back and the stuff like that. Stuff. This is yeah. my nitpick with the game. Here's my nitpick. It's not on this list, but here's my nitpick. Uh, they there's clothing shops which they've added since was it X and Y or was it Sun and Moon? They've been in. It was X and Y. X and Y that added it. it. So you can change your outfit or whatever. That's really cool. I like that. You can customize your character. Well, they sell you uniforms from like based on type. Like there's an ice uniform, rock uniform, and so on. And I wanted the ice uniform because it looked really nice. I liked it, so I bought it from the vendor because it's like a sport uniform. So I'm like, oh, I assume I can use this in my gym battles instead of the basic one that they give you, and that's your thing. Uh, no, you can't. You can't change, you can't change the cutscene gym battle even uniform. Just, just in general, you can't change it. Like, you, you, like even if you're just running around, like I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing a fire. Well, no, I mean, right no. Look, sorry, I misspoke. But like, when you go to change into it for the gym challenge, like when you do the gyms, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't use them. It's dumb. And that's that's a small nitpick. That's a small nitpick. But like also, I was saying, it, it's different. The music is different because it's it's a different zone. They they treat Pokemon differently. They, Pokemon have jobs. Pokemon, uh, they're centralized. They're they're themes of like coffee shops and stuff like that. And I think the the music serves well for that. It's not it's not eight bit. It's n- it's nothing like that. It's not going to tug at your heartstrings like the ones from before that you played hundreds of hours into. And it's not going to go down in history as it, as this amazing Pokemon soundtrack. It's no Undertale soundtrack, yeah. that's for sure. Even though they had Toby Fox, the guy that you know did a, uh, Undertale soundtrack, and he did a couple of tracks in this game. So and those are really good, actually. Yeah, so that I I like it. It doesn't. I like just, the new theme. It just doesn't bother me because when I play Pokemon, ever since I was little, I've always done it while I'm doing other things, yeah. like watching a movie or TV. Or I like whatever. the new theme. So I always overall, turn the volume off. Overall, I like the new theme. Just as a side here, just thinking on the show. I like this format for, like, reviewing games. Like, I almost feel like this is how we should just review games. Like, find what people are complaining about and, like, see if we agree or not. And play through the game <laughs> and see if we feel that way. I mean, that's... It's it, good. It, it's fun. Number 18. The game often freezes when interacting with items in the overworld. An example, using ladders seems to be hitching the game for a couple seconds at a time. It completely freezes the game. It doesn't let Pokemon move around or trainers look different ways while you're climbing the ladder. I don't see. I don't know why that's a problem. We've got two boys. Bad game. Bad game. Well, I'm just saying that's a th- that's a thing that happens. A few I think games it's do a, that actually. I think it's a feature, not necessarily. A feature. Like when you go to fish from a fishing spot, the game like all the Pokemon stop walking around. Okay. I think it's just it's instancing you in that, that action. I don't do. think it's a glitch or anything. It's just how they've done the game. Also, Pokemon, which I don't see why that's a problem. Pokemon can disappear after a while when they're walking around. They yeah. can just disappear. That also could be like if you're fishing and then you see something pop up that you want, you you're not like locked into it. You're like, oh no, stop fishing, and then you get into a fight, and then after you get the fight, it's gone. They don't yeah. want something like that to happen. They could just be like, oh yeah, it's there and it's gonna be there when I come out. See, this is what we're talking about with nitpicks, like what. Well, what? Well, and I, like I said too, I have not played the game. I, know, I yeah. just pulled the internet. Oh, list, I know. So. Yeah, this is the internet uh, nitpick list. That's oh. a gameplay design choice. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a bug. Straight up choice. Yeah. Okay. Number nineteen. Cities are relatively empty and have no reason to revisit later. Is this They're, not the same thing from yeah. every Pokemon what? game? It's you go there like for that. the shop that has the items you want and the Pokemon Center. Even me, I. Okay, this is there's a huge point that I was just talking with Seth in the, in the kitchen earlier before I even came over here about someone I just found randomly inside one of the stores. I mean, inside one of the, the oh, houses. Yeah. Because you can go in the houses and you can get like items and stuff like that and you never have to go back there again. Unless they say, come back 
like after you beat the champion or something like that. I go into a house, I fight this guy, and this is like midway in the game, like like badge four. It's right after you beat the third gym and yeah. you go to this for- the city that has the eighth gym in it. Yeah, and you visit there and you don't fight the gym leader yet or whatever. You like have to that. come back. You have to yeah. get all the other badges. Uh, so I go in one of the houses and. Even the gym leaders are gating with badges. <laughs> That's happened since the first I know, gen. I know, I know. Viridian City. Uh, and this guy starts fighting me and he's like, yeah, check out my Pokemon. And he sends out a level two Pokemon. And I'm like, this is strange. And then I start thinking for a second. And I was like, oh, you cheeky person. Oh, I know what you're doing. So I hit him with the double kick because I'm like, this guy's got a focus session, Dever set. And then I hit him first time, and his character literally stops in a cutscene and says, oh, I see you knew what I was up to. And I was like, oh my god, I guessed right. Because he, he gives you the focus sash afterwards. Yep, that's how you get the item He was going to use the Endeavor focus sash. I also ran into that Quick today. attack combo. And he got hit with it, didn't you? Did he use Endeavor afterwards? He did, but he didn't have quick attack. Yeah, he didn't have quick attack. No, he was halfway it's through. It's a level two. So that's just a cool little thing I found on the side, just walking in one of the yep. houses. I did too. I walked into a random house. All right, we're moving into our final five complaints from the internet. (laughs) Yeah, there is. (laughs) Number 20, fishing is still restricted to certain areas, an issue that started with Pokemon Sun and Moon. Why is that? I I don't understand why that's a big issue. Oh, you can't pick your favorite tile? (laughs) Oh, hey, guess what? Regardless of what tile you went to, it's still Magic Harp. It's still picked from (laughs) the same pool of Pokemon, so what does it matter? Hey, everyone decided that we're afraid that, you know, your favorite Pokemon get cut out? Still Magic Harp in the game. I guess. Guess what happens with most of the fishing spots you go into? Still Magic Harp. There's my boy Krabby in the game. Krabby, Krabby there's a Krabby in the game. zone. There's Krabby. There's everywhere. a gang of Krabbies, dude. There's a gang of Krabbies. There's a Kingler walking, just walking around, around, just like in the group as a, as a rank leader. Three out of ten, somewhat. <laughs> it went up. I, I will. I will put Devil's Advocate on that. So I don't know if it's always forced to have a spot active. Because I feel like there's been times where I've gone and fished from a spot, and then there was nothing there for me to fish from. Okay. So uh, I, I can see why it would be problematic. I would wait for a second and it responds. It, this responds pretty quick, yeah, yeah, but you can't just keep chaining it, you know. 21, an unbalanced selection of Pokemon from other regions, including a bias to Kanto Pokemon. I so disagree. That's the I, ones that survived. That I think episode. there's a big bias for Nova Pokemon from Gen 5. Okay. There's a ton of I was about to say, and I haven't looked into official numbers. I think there's 54 from Gen 1 that made it into the game. There's I feel... That's because it... Uh, the previous games found a way of linking Kanto into their into their games, like th- with evolutions and stuff like that. So like Steelix is from Onyx and Onyx is Kanto, but you're not gonna have Steelix in the game without Onyx. So you have a Kanto and a Johto Pokemon within one ele- evolution chain. I mean, Eevee alone just puts a like you know a few of them on on the board, and you're not gonna have a game without Eevee, especially if you want to put it in a new form. You're not just going to have it exclusively that form. Well, and especially because when I get around to picking these games up, my Eevee from Let's Go Eevee is going to come into yeah. the game and help me wreck fools. It's a Dynamax it. I don't know if that one can evolve, though. It can't, but it doesn't matter because it can it's learn diff- four different moves, type yeah. moves. <laughs> unless, unless they I don't took think, the moves I out. I think yeah. they did. I think they did, actually. Uh, I got the Meowth from the Mystery Gift that can turn into Longboy Meowth. And there's a Galarian Meowth now, too. Yeah, it looks like a goblin. Yeah, he's, he, is he dark? No, he's, he's steel. Not, he's steel type, that's right. He's a steel type. Number 22, the bike is back. You can't ride Pokemon like you could in Let's Go. Let's Go's not a main series game. Move on. 
I, I feel the same way. It's you can't set up buddy Pokemon like you could in Let's Go and same point. Like I think you could do that. <laughs> and in Soul Heart Silver, and Soul, Silver. Soul Silver and Pokemon Yellow were the only other games. I'll admit that that my... is a nice touch. That's that pretty I, cool. Yeah, I, I mean I like, like it too, but I definitely not a deal breaker. But no. that is kind of a bummer that that you they've done it before. You can do it. See, this, yeah, it's it's whatever. And especially that's another one of those things where like they've looked in the code. And it's there. Like, all the sprites and stuff are in well, the Well, yeah, code. they have like, to be because they can all... They, like, you see wild Pokemon now. Right. There's still, like, the chance of a random encounter, but you also still kind of see those where it's like, oh, there's a Pokemon in that tile of grass, but I don't know which one it is. Yeah. You so can completely... you get your wild encounters and I'll then you honest, get... I don't know why repels are in the game. <laughs> you could just... You could go <laughs> you through could and avoid through. everything. <laughs> because you know... You oh, there's some... That piece of the bush is shaking. Oh, look, I'm not going to touch it. Oh, look. There's like 30 whoopers in this set of grass. I'll just snake right through. <laughs> and, and that, that's a change I like. Like, random battles are so archaic in my mind. Like, yeah. Just, take, just, just get, get them get out. Rid of them. Uh, you kind of touched on this earlier in a, one of your defenses to another point. Uh, the game was advertised as being made for, quote, longtime fans, despite being easier than ever. I tell you what, I've never been challenged by a Pokemon game. Here's my thought process on this. Not since I was like eight, anyway. Right. Yeah. It's not since I, since I was an adult playing the games. I, it's easy. So for longtime fans, what I'm thinking there, there's a lot of quality of life additions that they put they put in this game that we suffered through in the first few generations of the game. You climbed uphill both ways in the snow barefoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so that that like love for like the longtime fans thing. It's like, hey, you don't have to do any of that anymore. Here's that. And then it's the same thing with like Wild Classic. They're like, no, we'd like that jank. Please bring it back. And then you have another group of people that are like, thank you for getting rid of that jank. It was super annoying. Let's get out of here. But I don't think, I don't think it needed that classic uh, treatment like World of Warcraft did where it, there were so many things tied to the jank that have brought people together. This is more of a solo experience so you want to get rid of that jank. You want people that like the grind are probably gonna like hate this game, but they still like there's still grindy stuff in there. Pokemon's still always about grind. Their TMs aren't completely permanent now. Like the like the there's still you know TMs in the game that are used. You can use them as many times as you want, but they're not like the super strong, powerful moves that you want. Like Shadow Ball, Psychic. Yeah, those are one those time are, use. They're they're like the old TMs used to be, and they're explained canonically as being old TMs yeah. from like back in the day that oh, okay. broke. Like when you get first use. told about it, there's there's this dude standing outside a record shop, and he's like, oh, it's totally old school, and they're the TRs. They are, break out the Are there ways to get additional ones? Yes. Though? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. They're farmable. You can you can get them as many times from as the wild can. zone. Cool. Yeah. From the wild zone. As long from as there's a way to get them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That oh, adds, yeah. Like you said, that adds a grind. And you can get them from raids. Just, straight up from raids. Yeah. Well, yeah. You actually. That's how I've gotten all the. I have. I've gotten a couple dragon claws. Uh, three waterfalls total now. One I've used on my turtle Pokemon. I have, and I've gotten them from raids. If you that's get, the one I've seen, I like that turtle. That's cool. Dude, he's dreadnought. He's, he's dope. Is awesome. He's oh, dude. His attack stats really nice. And his speed stats not bad either. Yeah. Either considering he's a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, gentlemen, and I don't completely understand this one, but I put it in for Again, later. nitpicks. Uh, the game is more expensive now than ever. Arguable, are uh, and arguably comes with the least amount of content added to a new game since Crystal. I assume they mean going from gold, silver to Crystal. Like so, like. Adding like from the past game, but the merger game, that they've confused. They've me, added so many new systems in this game. I don't know what they're talking about. If they're talking about more hours played into the game, I know one of the the original complaints in that in that list you showed me was like the wild zone takes fifteen minutes to go through. 
it took that first it, time I was in there. I was there for like three or four hours. Yeah, if if you're not doing obviously, if you're not going to partake in any of the content in the wild, then yeah, you can get through there in five ten minutes, easy. But if you actually sit around and go check out which Pokemon are where, go to the little tower you see off in the distance and find out there's a ton of ghost Pokemon over by the ruins because ghost Pokemon, it's it's fine, it's good. They could spend hours in there, which I've done so much in this game. And to say and to say this is just like it's a blatant lie. Like, I can I can tell you, black and white, and what they put between black black two white two is so much more dip, like there's so much less in there in that little zone than what they've added since Sun and Moon, and this they're two completely different games altogether. And I know there's you're gonna compare and contrast they're from the same franchise, but it would be a disservice to do so. Excellent. Like they they stand on their own. I didn't enjoy X and Y. Didn't enjoy Sun and Moon. I really enjoy this game. See, I, I liked. All although I did, reasons. I did enjoy uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire for the one playthrough. Yeah. I didn't even do the post game in that game because I'm like, me. All right, so that's it for the list. If we didn't touch on anything that you guys want to touch on, now would be the time. Or yeah. just that last part I added. It's just you. You can't. Yeah. Well, I, luckily, and not. I, I. I read through the list, but I. That led to discussion on pretty much everything I would ask about normally, like, even just not with a complaint list. Like, the the, the complaint about content, Pokemon's always been the, the kind of games is like, you just kind of go around and do what you want to do. The game doesn't really tell you what to do once you beat the game. You just kind of go do it. If you want to breed Pokemon and make them perfect, you can do that. Get plenty of hours doing that, because it takes a lot of work. Although, they have added a feature, I, had, I believe it's tied to the Battle Tower, to change your natures on your Pokemon, which is nice, so you don't have to breed endless amounts. Mass of breed, just for their the child that you want, and then send the rest off. Although to people in Japan, I got lucky and got an adamant nature on yeah. my starter, who was a physical attacker. So I'm just like, yeah. They've also added so many cool things, like to do with evolution as well. Oh yes. Like there, there's a new version of Farfetch in the game in Pokemon's Sword. I love him. And the way you He's evolve him is you need to land three crits in one battle against a trainer. Yep. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Yep. And so, so you, so what I did when I went to because it's a sword. He's a sword exclusive, actually. So I went to go. Oh, I went I wanted to, to get shield though. You, I, I got the hookup, man. I got the hookup. Thank you. So I went and got. <laughs> I saw. I, I went and caught a Farfetch. He wasn't holding a leak, which a uh, leak for Farfetch increases the critical strike chance. I'm like. All right, I'll go catch another one. So I caught another one. He had a leak, so I evolved that one. Easy peasy. I just I went to this trainer. It was like a level thirty Pokemon. See, and I like that too. Like the whole like he wasn't holding an item. Like go get another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went and just caught another Farfetch. It was fine. And then uh, if you I still him had a leak. Would he not have the sword? Well, no. You he, <laughs> you can still evolve it. It's just harder because it increases the critical strike right, chance. Right. So hitting the three is a lot harder. So then I went and fought this level, this trainer that had level 30 Pokemon when my Farfetch was like level 22. So I just was like, he's got sand attack. So I just... Pocket sand. I was like, pocket sand, pocket sand. Until it was minus six accuracy, then I just kept using Fury Cutter. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> on, on a fire type, mind yeah. you, so it kept resisting it. So I'm just like, all right, got three crits, we're good. <laughs> then he evolved. And then he evolved, so. yep. There's... And then I still have the leak, so his critical strike chance is ridiculous on a really... And he's a fighting type now, too. Oh baller! Oh yeah, he's a fighting type now, so he's a he's a he's he's a strong boy. Yeah, and he there's also, there's another one that we found, which was uh, they give you a baby Pokemon, like a baby version of Pokemon, and the way he evolves is once he hits level thirty, depending on what nature he has, he'll end up in one and two forms, which has different move styles and uh, and different abilities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
So they base it on that instead. And we actually got two different ones. Yeah, we, we both got one and the other. And then there's another one where you had to get free items. Was it there's, three there's, or four? There's four different items you can get that have, in the description for the item, it mentions this Pokemon. It's like this little cream Pokemon. It's a fairy type. Uh, to evolve it, you have to get one of these items, which you can get from these daily things you can do. There's these little bakery shops or whatever that you can battle the owner once a day. And he has, he gives you a random sweet, like Moo Moo Milk or whatever. And uh, he can give you these items. And you make the Pokemon hold it, and then you make your character do the spin. And that's how you evolve it. Cool. See, I like that. That's the kind. No, of, it's super cool. That's the it's kind like, of depth I want added. Although, because like, I am a big fan of the quality of life stuff. So yeah, like you have to look that stuff up, though. But uh, we'll also tell you, like after the podcast, that that Wobbuffet story that we oh, got from the the raid battles are so fun in this. It was just me and him. I was sitting on the big screen. He was next to me on the other couch playing on his, and we would just we would fight these Dynamax Pokemon in the wild together. And it let us take our turn, and the host gets to Dynamax their own too. So it's this huge one. It's this big kaiju battle between two of them, and then you got three little baby ones down here. They give you NPC trainers, so you can do them by yourself. Yeah, you could do them by yourself with your friends or whatever like that online. If you have the online feature as well, local co-op. It's great. Sky's the limit, and you can also do it from anywhere. They're very repeatable. You can see the actions people are taking around you on the screen to your left. And it'll say, like, oh, hey, so-and-so just caught this, so-and-so just evolved this, so-and-so is looking for a raid battle and would like to help. And you go to your little screen, you're like, hey, I'll join that battle. And then you got, you all get the reward, you all catch that Dynamax Pokemon. You don't yeah. have to take turns. I found out they're not it. guaranteed catches, though. You, wait, you failed it? I didn't, but I, my friend at work was telling me about it. Oh, I thought they were guaranteed. They are not. Well, do you only get one chance? You only get the one chance. You only get so the one chance. So there was instances where they, my two friends were playing together. One of them caught the the uh, one that can Gigantamax. Yeah. The one that gets the extra form. Yeah. Uh, they were fighting one of those in an endgame raid battle, and uh, one of them caught it, the other didn't. <laughs> feels like, bad. Feels man. bad, man. Because I'm assuming those are pretty rare. Yeah, those are good. All right. That was some good Pokemon short, sword and shield discussion. We're going to wrap up the show. Uh, just a little teaser for next week. Uh, we're going to pencil this in. Topic of the week, I kind of want to go through some of the Black Friday deals. I know some yeah. pe- if people are like me, like to pinch those pennies where you can, and this is a great time of year to add to your backlog that you're never going to play. Uh, so <laughs> we might discuss that. If something else comes up, we'll definitely pivot, though. So we'll, we'll just pencil that in for now. Yeah. All right, Seth, thanks for joining us. Thanks Good for having me. You. Uh, it was a blast. I'm, or- I'm Aaron. That's been Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'll see you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was Seth. (laughs) He was Seth. Past tense. All right. We'll see you guys (laughs) next week.